0: We're rolling? We're rolling, yep. All right. Three, two, one.
1: Welcome. couple of pricks, episode three. Um, straight off the bat, I'm Woody.
0: I'm Nate. And welcome to the award winning Nakatomi Ballroom.
1: The, the 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 critically acclaimed, the esteemed.
0: The esteemed Nakatomi. The esteemed. Ballroom.
1: Not steamed, the esteemed.
0: Esteemed. Let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Big entertainment news, yep. Australian TV's, night of night. Huge night. The logies. Yeah. Matt, did you watch?
1: Lots to say about it. Unfortunately, I didn't actually get around to watching it. Um, So I guess it's over to you. You watched it? Fuck no, it's the (laughs) Loki. Change my picture. Smack my picture. I said, change my picture. All right. So so here we are again. Yes. Welcome. How many times do we say welcome? I mean, we, we, just, it's the it's a Hamish and Andy thing. Have you ever listened to Hamish and Andy? They do welcome a lot. They do. That's well, they say if you're just joining us, welcome. Yes. <clears throat>
0: but, so what I'm hoping is mm-hmm. that by saying welcome a lot, mm-hmm. one of us will get to fuck Meek and Gale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bless. Bless. Well, speaking of Megan Gale, Wonder Woman died in its ass. It did. It's gone. It's done. It's It's finished.
0: Because it it was sort of on and off for a long, long time.
1: She was contracted. Contract's expired. Really? Yeah. It's done. It has And she's the only one, really. I mean, they wanted to do Beyonce. And I'm all about affirmative action. But for fuck's sake, Beyonce... Yeah. No.
0: But, no. I mean, are we just saying that we want Megan Gale because she's fucking hot? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not that I'm disputing that. I'm not, not that I'm in, all, in any way disputing <laughs> the validity of that.
1: I must admit, a little stunned.
0: <laughs> but I would have thought maybe someone with some action credentials.
1: Yeah, no, don't care. Megan yeah. Gale. Have you seen her? She's yeah. statuesque. How I could yes. describe her in any other term other than using statuesque? You can't. It's she's statuesque. Possible. She's I'm fantastic. Con- I'm
0: contractually not allowed. <laughs> To describe her in any other format, um, but <clears throat> who, you don't know if she can act or don't if she care can pull, or if she can pull action. Don't care. And yeah, and I mean Gina, Gia Carano,
1: Gia, Gina, Gina,
0: Carano? yeah, the
1: MMA girl, yeah, Gina Carano, yeah. Obviously, I she can...
0: would have the action chops, no. but I don't see her as being statuesque.
1: Uh, no, and I, uh, no, and on her performance in Haywire, she can't act either. No. She
0: but she was it. never hired for her act.
1: No, she was hired for the fact that she looks capable when she kicks the living piss out of Michael Fassbender. Yeah.
0: And, and she's not hard on the eye. By ad,
1: absolutely. And, and actually in that scene, not intimidated by his cock at all. Really? Mm. Is, so is she
0: just not a, she a muncher?
1: Could be. Could be.
0: Got to be honest. Yeah, That's a little high.
1: Says <laughs> says so so Michael Fassbender's cock.
0: Yes. When are you getting shamed in Australia? I had
1: no idea. Apparently it's in a limited release.
0: Well, we have very we fucking, fucking
1: dandy. <laughs> very fucking how limited. more limited do you want? I have no idea, but uh, apparently it's limited release, like in like fucking five screens or some shit. Oh. It's, it's going to be a it's going to be a DVD. Unfortunately, by the time we get around to it, but it's hard. That, that is
0: a bit shit.
1: yeah. And not just to be clear, not that because we because
0: it is meant to be a fantastic movie.
1: Yeah, a fantastic yeah. movie about sex addiction. Apparently,
0: which, which one of
1: us can relate? <laughs> may or may not exist. <laughs> I may or may not be wearing pants. You cannot confirm nor deny. Yes. We could turn this into a vodcast. Could you imagine how utterly unimpressed people would be <laughs> sitting here? No, the people wouldn't tune in. <clears throat> it be a live cast or something over the intertubes. Yes. Look, we'll do it one day. Yes. You know.
0: Well, we'll do something.
1: My Skype handle, bigdaddycomes.com, something along those lines. That's wrong, 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 wrong news.
0: Entertainment news. Entertainment news. All right. A couple of uh, little small small things this week.
1: Yeah, vignettes, if you will.
0: Vignettes? All right.
1: Vignettes, vignettes, you know, depends what university you went to, really. Yes.
0: There is, in one of my <laughs> recurring segment unnecessary sequel news, <laughs> there is a new movie in the Mummy franchise. I've heard about written, this. Written by Damon Lindhoff, who is one of the screenwriters of Prometheus. Okay. So this could actually be a, a good... A good thing. I was never a huge fan of The Mummy.
1: I liked the first one, but yeah. the others sort of drifted off into They, they
0: were that. all a bit sort of samey yeah. to me, but not that they were bad. They just sort of didn't really do it for me.
1: The Rachel Weissness of it always helped.
0: Rachel, Rachel Weiss can fix most things. Pretty much, yeah. The problem is she's a serious actress now.
1: You know what? Put Rachel Weiss in the Titanic. It wouldn't have sunk. This is true. <laughs> you can guarantee it. This
0: is true. So, yeah, so that's, that's possibly encouraging. Yep. It might be. I mean, it, it was always just big. you know, It was... What's the um, matinee?
1: Yeah, big dumb fun. Yeah, big, big dumb, dumb fun. Thing. But in
0: in the classic matinee yeah. style. Well, they did because
1: your... they went with Brandon Fraser and they, they dressed him in the forties, you know that that with the, the yeah. hair and all that sort of business and just yeah. Well, look, we know what we're talking about. Forties, forties style. Look yeah. it up. You know, yeah. matinee idol. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: so and isn't isn't Brandon Fraser just in the middle of a? The, uh, the golden age of his well,
1: career. was career high, yeah. Last time I saw him in anything was um, when I watched Blast from the Past again on DVD. So that's yeah. the last time I saw Brandon Fraser. Last
0: time I saw Brandon
1: Fraser. Brendan? <clears throat> Brendan Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon so there you go. The suits, a little we care. I, I was <laughs> Somewhat at, like Missy Higgins' career.
0: I, I was at Dan Murphy's oh,
1: yeah. the other day yeah.
0: and, he, and he helped me take my case of beer into the <laughs> car.
1: Because <laughs> he's, he's a gentleman. He is. He's a gentleman. He's a He's a well gentleman. 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 Yep. He's a lovely bloke. lovely. Bloke. is. All right. <clears throat> Scrubs, I think, was actually what he was last in. Possibly. Yeah. Anyway, Prometheus. Yes. As as well, you know, it's been given a release date, June seven, which is uh, which is not too far away. That's June
0: pretty,
1: seven. That's pretty pretty close. Now the only uh, the only real news I've got that now Ridley Scott is pretty much widely known as the king of the director's cut, whether he likes it or not. Um,
0: well, the 17 versions of Blade Runner. Uh,
1: absolutely. He, um, he's already come out and he's already hinting at an extended version of the film for the DVD, but not. He's, he's very clear about saying this is not the director's cut. He's saying that the film you're going to see in the, the cinemas at just on two hours is the tight director's cut that he wants because it's, it's, he, he, he harkens back to Alien, even though he's very careful to say this is not like Alien, said it needs to be a taut thriller. And you can't have audiences sitting on their asses for over two and a half hours and still try and keep them on the edge of yeah. their seats. But um, anyway, it's a director's uh, its, it's thing. its It'll be interesting. I mean, yeah. let's face it, Prometheus, if you don't know anything about it, which I encountered somebody who didn't know anything about Prometheus. I nearly fell off my chair. Um, do yourself a favour. You,
0: did, did you take a, <clears throat> an exchange student from Botswana or something?
1: No, <laughs> no, but there is a restraining order. Yeah, look, do yourself a favour and, and get online, start checking out prometheus because it is going to be huge if, if anything just to watch guy pierce do the ted yeah. speech
0: and which we if we haven't already we'll put that up on the website absolutely a couple yeah. of com, and we'll get the ted clip of guy pierce yes. is just fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. it's awesome even if he did call camera a shithole
1: oh who cares though i call camera shit that's true
0: but you're allowed to
1: yeah i look i do you know the 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 thing about things like that and and it, let's not digress too much but it's like when um a few years ago, Jerry Seinfeld called Melbourne the asshole of Australia, and it was jumping on the bandwagon of what was pretty much put in front of them. Like hmm. that's, that's kind of what he did, you know, and go pieces come out and basically, and, and I think unnecessarily apologised. It was just a fucking joke. Ju- I went and yeah. saw Billy Connolly. Who had come to who went to Sydney, had just gone done shows in Canberra, shat on Canberra for twenty five minutes at least in his stand up show. And the people were like pissing themselves laughing. Snap the fuck out of it. He needn't have apologized. I actually think it was a bit of storm in a teacup. And it was Craig Ferguson. Who fucking watches that show anyway? Mm. This is
0: this one's a bit a bit sad. Hopefully it doesn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. It is Raging Bull 2.
1: No. No, I call I I call you a liar to your face. This is apparently there was
0: um, a book. There were two raging bull books, mm-hmm. and this was the second one. There and it's a sort of the ongoing story. Yeah, um, but I don't. No matter what the reason, mm. you're not going to get De Niro back. No. You're not going to get Scorsese. No. Leave it the fuck alone.
1: Yeah. Well, it's Pesci's role. Like it, it really it's it's Pesci's career defining role. Mm. Like it really is. I mean, everyone thinks about what good fellas. Yeah, of course. But I'm sorry, just to touch on Raging Bull still, everyone comments about what the body change that De Niro went through and all that to be to play the boxer. But the role of I'm gonna pretty sure it's Tommy. I I pretty sure it's Tommy. That role is. It it really is. If you're looking at at high points in Joe Pesha's career, I believe that's the highest. And that is saying that after watching Goodfellas, which is,
0: you know. and, and not discounting my cousin Vinny.
1: Mm, well, you know, and Home Alone. Fucking, I tell you, that is some quality in, in, in a
0: career full of highs.
1: <clears throat> it's up there with Harvey Cartel's uh, Harvey Cartel's uh, turn in Sister Act. <laughs> He's gone from everybody's going to be okay, say the goddamn fucking words, (laughs) to the fucking singing. Uh, Anyway, fuck it. Okay, well, I mentioned before Prometheus is coming out June 7.
0: Is all your news Prometheus? A little bit,
1: (laughs) no. Um, Which is before the July 19 release of The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Can we get a tissue? Just a tissue. The Nakatomi Ballroom has been filled. (laughs) Look, again, we mentioned, I think, way back in the first podcast, there's been very little in Nolan we trust. It's the Absolutely. mantra of the show, very good friend of the show, Christopher Nolan, director of the first two films, obviously, Inception, Memento, his his resume speaks for himself. Exceptionally quiet, the media machine has all but stopped and Warner Brothers has released some new photos from the set, nothing that we haven't already seen, nothing that you couldn't see if you didn't go to IGN's Rewind Theatre. If you watch that... Um, it was actually a segment we contemplated doing, and I think we couldn't do it. As well, I don't
0: think either. currently. I don't think we have the technology. So,
1: um, and we've we have got people working on that right now. But anyway, some new photos of the set. Nothing new. I mean, obviously, it's just building anticipation. I, I, I don't need to be a marketing genius. He's gone quiet for a reason. It's so that come July 19, the Dark Knight Rises will open. There's enough interest, and in, so this ties in again quickly to Prometheus, Dark Knight Rises, and The Avengers, which the review for that one will be coming up. The buzz for Avengers is that money-wise it's up; it's competing with Prometheus and The Dark Knight Rises as the most anticipated film of of the year, in, in that they're already tipping it's going to blow big dollars yeah. at the box, box office, which is pretty impressive yeah. stuff for that. It's a pretty good company for Joss Whedon's
0: few engines. It is. The The big difference is, I think, between the... And, and I think it comes down to... I don't want, don't want to say confidence, mm. but the studio will have utmost confidence in Ridley Scott because it's yep. fucking Ridley Scott. It's Ridley Scott. The studio has utmost confidence in, in Christopher Nolan because it's fucking Christopher Nolan. And because of The Dark Knight. Because of The Dark Knight. Absolutely. Those two films we haven't seen or heard a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. Avengers... While we know it's going to be awesome, yep. there has been a media blitz, mm-hmm. little clips, little. There's been a lot of action yep. around it. I think to to build a bit of groundswell, hmm. because I don't th- as much as I think. I mean, we like Joss Whedon; he does great work. Yeah, I think they're they're not. It feels like they're not super confident in it. Uh, or you perhaps know, in, in him. Yeah and they're just wanting to to bolster a little bit of I
1: would agree with that because I think that I mean this is this is a fairly this is a if there were there was a tent pole movie it's the Avengers I mean we've we've they they're coming straight off the success of the Iron Man series Captain America despite my personal opinion that I thought it was a bit boring was very well received Thor was spectacular I think that this movie. The only problem I think with this movie, like so many others, but this one in particular, the only really direction it's got to go is down, mm. because if it goes, if it's where everyone wants it to be, then they'll just go, "Well done." Yes, that it's expected. Like, if it it's, goes it's, down, your,
0: it's like your Meryl Streep theory that we've talked about. Absolutely, before. yeah. If
1: I mean Meryl Streep just has to throw something that just is is intergalactic yeah, in performance.
0: Meryl has put her bar so high, yeah. that. Just doing what she does, which is exceptional... Absolutely. ...isn't special anymore.
1: It isn't. It isn't. I mean, Devil Wears Prada and all that. I mean, it's just it's just Meryl. It's just Meryl loving it. Uh, by all reports, I haven't seen it. I didn't get around to seeing it. I will do intend to see it maybe on our first Blu-ray release... ...or first, sorry, blu- first Blu-ray review. The Iron Lady. Apparently she deserves mm. every accolade under the sun.
0: My last bit of unnecessary sequel cash-in news... Even though there's been already been one unnecessary sequel, Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi's sorry, John Belushi's widow are looking to do something new with the Blues Brothers. Yeah, which is really unnecessary. Yeah, it, it's beyond unnecessary. Apparently, they're looking at some sort of a TV show. They're just looking at at something because you know neither of them really have anything going on.
1: Well, Dan Aykroyd probably presumably needs to pay rent.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Talk Bill Murray into Ghostbusters 3, motherfucker.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, kill Bill Murray. That's all he wants. From last I heard, all he wants is to be a ghost. Yeah. That's it. So fucking do it, man. I don't know what the problem is. But Who knows?
0: Blues Brothers was a classic. Yeah. It's a cold classic. Blues Brothers 2 didn't need to be made, even though it's got John Goodman in it. Good friend of the show. And we love John Goodman. We do love John Goodman. You don't need to flog this anymore. No. This has been flogged enough.
1: Yeah, in the world of dead horses, yes, it just doesn't get deader than this. So, final bit of news from me: um, Warner Brothers Pictures has acquired the rights of Dennis Lehane's prohibition era uh, gangster film *Live by Night*. Those of you who don't know, uh, Dennis Lehane wrote *Shutter Island*. He also wrote *Mystic River*. Mm-hmm. He wrote um, *Gone Baby Gone*, which oh, the, the Ben Affleck joint. The Ben Affleck joint, which is a spectacular movie um, and 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 study in filmmaking. I think so. The story centers on some gangsters who uh, run rum. Try to say that quickly. Run rum from Cuba to Tampa to Boston during Prohibition. Some of the other characters have some been, been some crossover and whatnot. But the reason I, I mention it is, and the reason I think it's going to get some legs, um, some serious legs, is Leonardo DiCaprio's Appian Way Productions is setting up the project as a potential starring vehicle for for Leo. And of course, Leo was in Scorsese's Shutter yeah. Island, which is also which is the Lahain adaption. so I'm kind of excited about that because yeah, I I like there, Le- there's a lot Leo. of pedigree there. Yeah, Leo's Leo's got chops. He's 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 done his yards. He's done his he's done his Titanic. He's <laughs> he's done what it is that yeah. whatever it is, and 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 off he goes. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Shutter Island, but so be it. You know, that's not necessarily. It's, I know. I believe that Hollywood makes movies in order to impress me um whether that of course is the case yeah uh, anyway we'll find out i guess about that in movie reviews
0: yeah i've just got a couple of little ones that i'll, I'll yes just, i'll just smash through um, yep. i tend to gather a lot of news yeah and then just triage on the day under <laughs> uh, on, what i'm thinking is is cool gary ross director of the hunger games yes will not be returning for the sequels no he has been offered them Mm-hmm. Um, obviously based on the huge success that they had. Yeah. He has said that because of the window, the release window that the studio is demanding, that he doesn't have time to do it the justice that he thinks he needs. Yeah. And I've got to say, that's that's a big call. They would have it driven is. a truck full of fucking cash to that dude's door. Whoa. And for him to say, look, if you want it done here, I don't think I can do it. Yeah. that That's... I think that deserves some respect.
1: Look, it does, and I, I agree. But then we've all seen Entourage, and we all know what really happens. So, <laughs> I look. I read this bit of news, and I thought, yeah, okay, good on you. And and I I, I liked it. And Chris Columbus, let's face it, he turned down the third Harry Potter movie. Yep. Hot off the back of of the first two, which were runaway successes. Yes. Look, yes, I I I would like to pop on the rose color glasses and say well done. I just reckon there could be something else to it. Yep. I reckon studio in, they, he possibly got enough studio interference the first time around, and thinking fuck that I'm not going through it again.
0: Yeah, because there would if there was <clears throat> if there was five hands in the pie. Yeah, for yep. this one there will be a thousand hands. Absolutely,
1: in the pie next time. absolutely, because they'll all all think they've got the success. They've all they, sorry, they all think they've got the formula for success. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, as as in our last reviews, I said I'm going to go and watch the other movies. The the movie has not prompted me to go and read the books. No. I don't think it's going to be as huge as Harry Potter. Mm. But, um, you know, I mean, look, they're doing reshoots for the last Twilight movie. So anyway.
0: Something we touched on in our, in our first podcast. Mm-hmm. We spoke about the court case, the last samurai court case. Yes. With the uh, the two guys that yeah. reckon they took the story to Edswick mm-hmm. uh, who then changed his Japanese cattle driving movie to be the last samurai. Yep. Court has ruled in favour of Edswick. Oh, really? So. Okay. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of a, a throwback to something that we,
1: well, that's good. that we did before. That's good.
0: Now, as you're a big fan of, of old school rap, mm-hmm. OG Woody, yep. as you're uh, as you called.
1: Yep. MC Woody Daddy.
0: Woody Daddy. Yep. yep. Uh, MC Papa Bear has <laughs> director of one of my favourite movies F. Gary Gray yep. who directed The Negotiator mm-hmm. which I think is one of Sam Jackson's best better be- better works better roles Yep. he's directing the NWA biopic Oh called Straight Outta Compton yeah
1: well it could it be called anything it else it couldn't be
0: called anything else um, now you might not be able to tell it from our voices and what <clears> we're talking <throat> about we are as white as the fucking snow people
1: would if it'd be any more white, we'd be clear. No. <clears throat>
0: but this this could be this could yeah. be a lot of fun. It's not. I you know sure I'm a cop killer. Yeah. That and that's the extent of my NWA.
1: <laughs> Except cop killer was iced tea, <laughs> which proves my
0: point, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen.
1: Do not cut that out.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, so for uh, for fans of, of OG OG rap, rap old could school be a, rap.
1: Oh, look, I'd, I'd be excited by that because I think um, there's, there's a good story there with those guys. I mean, mm. talk about hitting, hitting their peak real early yeah. and then the, the, the rivalry between Eazy-E and Dr. Dre and, and Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah looking, looking forward to it. Yeah. Good friend
0: of the show and very, very silent man, Teller. Yep. Good friend of
1: the show. Great friend of the show.
0: Teller, of course, from Penn & Teller, is suing... And this is, it's broadly entertainment news. I only bring it up because both Matt and I love fucking Penn and Teller.
1: And Uh, as I mentioned before, it's our podcast.
0: It's our podcast. Yep. There was a trick called Shadows Mm -hmm. that is part of the the Penn and Teller Vegas show. Yeah. Which I believe you can get on on YouTube. We'll try and find it and and put it up there. Another magician has worked it out, put his version of the trick up on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm and said and quite blatantly said this is my version of, te- of teller's trick i've worked it out give me 3 grand i'll tell you how i did it
1: right so a worthless piece of shit then a
0: worthless piece of shit <sighs> and yeah he's um he's he rang him up wow. how crazy would that be getting a fucking phone call from teller
1: well i imagine it'd be a very quiet <laughs> phone call
0: <laughs> but yeah he's uh he's taken this to court saying it's a breach of copyright Yep. because he all of their tricks, I found out doing the research for this, they copyright, they're all yep. considered works of performance. Yep. So they are com- as covered as a movie or a book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and this this douchebag oh, is trying to cash in on what it.
1: What an idiot. What an idiot. Because do you follow them on, on Twitter. I mean, they've, I been, they've been talking about a, a trick called teapot or the yes. teapot trick. Nearly two years in development and they're still not 100% happy with it. Yeah. I mean
0: for for like a 30 second
1: bit I know I mean fucking that's why we love them hmm. that's why we love them consummate professionals yes <laughs> reviews, just the one movie so let's without any further ado let's get jump jump straight into it released last week i think it was released last week independence day i'm sorry battleship because those of you who will see it will know what i'm talking about it is very much i think in the same vein as independence day so we've got battleship pete berg the director director of very bad things friday night lights hancock the very underrated the kingdom which i thought was a, a fantastic movie starring Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights fame and not much else. Oh, well, obviously the ill-fated John Carter. Rihanna in her first, uh, first role. Alexander Skarsgård, the uh, Eric Northman from True Blood. Uh. <laughs> We're going to really need a towel in here. Uh, Brooklyn Decker. Oh, Brooklyn fucking Decker. And, um, of course, the inimitable Liam Neeson. The premise of the movie is established pretty quickly it 's two thousand and five the discovery of discovery of a Goldilocks planet for those of you don 't know a Goldilocks planet is the the ideal planet that is not too not too warm, not too cold but is just right in its distance from the sun it 's basically an earth style planet somewhere in the the solar system. We apparently need to find one of those in order to to colonize and fuck it up and then fight bugs or whatever i don 't know and they build a signal to um, to be sent to this planet system to make contact pretty simple premise we then get introduced to our hero alex hopper played by taylor kitsch in all his cliched self-sabotaging glory he's being lectured by his older brother stone hopper who's played by skarsgard i'm basically getting his shit together so we've established aliens we've established a, a loser who needs to sort himself out we then meet the love interest samantha brooklyn decker And his attempt to woo her brings Skarsgård to essentially press-gang his brother into naval service. (laughs) Cut to the present day as Hopper has the girl and is agonising about having to ask the girl's father for permission to get married. Here we find out that the girl's father is the inimitable Liam Neeson Vice Vice Admiral of the fleet. And that Hopper still hasn't gotten his shit together and Liam clearly thinks Hopper is a dick. This is cliche. We've seen it all before. The setting is Hawaii. It's the beginning of Rimpak, the rim of Pacific War Games, including a multinational feat, fleet, which I thought rather insensitively involved Japan, given that it's you know in Pearl Harbor, but apparently people have forgiven them for all of that. Cue the aliens' arrival. Separating the hero from the fleet, the aliens need to establish comms because their comm ships, which could successfully navigate across the galaxy, can't manage to dodge a fucking satellite. But I digress. The rest of the movie is about Hopper stepping up and being all he can be. Listeners, I am fully aware that that's the US Army slogan, but the Navy slogan of a global force for good didn't fit. Outsmarting the aliens and saving the day, aliens, I might add, which hate the sun and they come to our planet, reminds me of the water-hating aliens from Signs. An utterly formulaic, extraordinarily average script penned by John and Eric Hober of Red fame, so that should let you know something. It's fairly wooden with only a couple of genuine laughs in it. The cast's okay. I find that Tyler Kitch is about as charismatic as Loose Stool. Uh, Riri has a good bash at it, and, and she does okay. She hasn't given much to work with. And Liam Neeson looks like he's about to laugh his ass off every time he opens his mouth. So that was obviously a lot of fun. But the big surprise for me is that I thought Skarsgard was fuck awful. I thought he was just terrible. And I, I'm frightened to go back and look at True Blood now just in case that he's always been fuck awful. And I'm just mesmerized by his eyes. Some interesting trivia the shots of the RIMPAC was, was actually RIMPAC. Uh, they got full support from the Navy. Navy? They,
0: <clears throat> they have a lot of admirables in the Navy.
1: Since when did this, this turn into Fat Elm? Hey, Father Albert. So that cut down a lot of the CGI. I like the little touches. The guy that says they won't sink this battleship, which I thought was pretty cool, and the alien missiles, which look like the little pegs from the game, um, and of course the use of the mighty Mo, the Missouri. And when they started hooking that up, my wife leaned into me and said, "Well, they'd best go downstairs and check the kitchen for former Navy seals." <laughs> look, it's made eight, 58 million so far. It gets released. In the US on May eighteenth, so we got it first. And in fact, it had was a
0: good fucking stretch.
1: Well, we had that they launched it in Japan early April, April 2nd. So they're projecting 170 mil with a 50 million opening weekend. That's what they they reckon with a total worldwide worldwide gross of about 330 mil, which will basically ensure a sequel, which the post credits scene predicts. Um, I mentioned the money because I think this is somewhere in the vicinity of 200 mil to make, and if it doesn't make its money back, it's you know, it's just going to be a flop. It's going to sink in the water or be dead in the water, any other <laughs> term you like. I give this, it's dumb fun. This film is dumb fun. Despite my review, I didn't hate it. I laughed myself at the stupidity, the absurdness of a lot of it. As a film, I have to give it against the others that we, re, we reviewed. Um In fairness, I only give it one star, but I do give it five stars for pure dumb fun. This is a popcorn movie. And there's enough in it that that your girl will probably like it too. Take her along. But yes, it, it, as far as a movie goes, no, it's not that good. No. But it's a rollicking ride. Check it out. And I, I do advise you seeing it at the cinema to get the full effect of uh, of the the aliens and the whatnot. Nate,
0: all right. Can't disagree with a single thing <laughs> like you said there. Obviously, what I what I kept getting distracted by was the amount of TV people. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Peter Berg, director and creator of Friday Night Lights. Yeah. People, if you haven't seen Friday Night Lights, the TV show.
1: Oh, and the movie. And the movie. And the the movie.
0: movie is very good. Yeah. The TV show is exceptional. Yeah. Um, it's out. You can buy the DVDs legally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you re- see Friday Night Lights. It if, is spectacular. If you, if you enjoy good television, you need to see Friday Night Lights. Yep. So you've got Taylor Kitsch, Riggins, and you've got Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Who... Uh, Landry, Landry, as so two Friday Night Light guys in a movie of from Friday Night Lights, you've got well, Alexander Stakarzgard,
1: and you have got fucking Turtle. Turtle you was did, in this film. That's right, yeah. Fuck, I missed him. Yes, I missed him in the review. Of course, he was.
0: So you can see why they got Liam Neeson.
1: Yeah, because
0: like we need we need a fucking movie star in this thing. <laughs> um, because sadly, Taylor Kitsch oh. obviously was meant to do better in. John Carter of Mars or John Carter yep. was meant to do a lot better than it did it didn't go well <laughs> at all I think we've, we've talked about it Disney has written off 200 million dollars yeah basically on John Carter this might resurrect his action action star credentials there's a again went with the uh, with the girl didn't take long for both him and Skarsgård to get their shirts off of course which was a bit of a bit of service for the uh, for the girls yeah the, uh, the soccer scene, I thought, could have very easily become a, been a, become a play-in with the boys. <laughs> and very, very glad it didn't. Yep. Um, but no, a lot of TV people in it. But I think Liam was there to give it a name that was worthwhile. I mean, he really only bookended the movie. He wasn't really a big part of it. No, not at all. He probably did his scenes in a week. Yeah. Walked away with a cool couple of mil and, yeah.
1: Laughed his ass all Laughed his arse
0: all the way to the bank. I did keep waiting for Jeff Goldblum to come and upload the virus. (laughs) This is another one of those movies that I think was a movie before it was a title. I think this was probably a script that was going around. Yeah. That they decided, oh, we can make a couple of changes and make this a battleship movie. Much like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Was a completely different movie uh, called Simon Says that the director thought, fuck, I can put John McClane in this and guarantee us some bank. I thought that the battleship, it was completely unnecessary, but I think the tie-in wasn't too cheesy. Yeah. Um, no one said, you know, you sunk my battleship. No. Yeah, you did have the old guy with with his line, which was which was cute. Yeah. But, yeah, the little things, the pegs, and I thought the scene where they were the coordinate scene where they were tracing it by by buoy, tra- tracing yeah. the uh, the um, uh, the earthquake boys. I thought that was probably a nice a nice tie in without being without being over over the top. One thing that did bug me, mm-hmm. and um, they must have done it to get a PG rating in the states, they didn't commit to the motherfucker.
1: Yeah, they did that a couple of times, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I, I picked up twice where they were going to say, you know, eat this motherfucker, and yeah. they just cut it off, and it was clear that it had been cut off, and it just sort of didn't sit didn't sit right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an M rated film for us. Couple of motherfuckers don't make a difference, Mm -hmm. but they obviously wanted to get the PG thirteen in the states. Yep. And I think, yeah, just just jarred a little bit more than anything else. There wasn't a clear passage of time. There wasn't a clear, but between the throwdown at the beginning where he gets where Taylor gets the riot act from his brother, yeah, and then suddenly he's a lieutenant. Yeah. There didn't even just a little super down the bottom, which they did with the ships. I said, this is you know USS. John F. Kennedy, yep. U.S.S. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, U.S.S. Ronald Reagan. They, they started off saying, you know, 2005. Yep. They then didn't reference the date. Again, they didn't say 2012. Yep. 20 minutes from now. Yep. And that, that week, actually
1: caused some com- confusion with the, the girl. Like The girl, she, she turned to me and said, well, clearly he's a li- lieutenant. So he's obviously, you know, he's been around for a while. Yeah. Um, or obviously straight out of school, uh, officer school, which is a bit... Odd, really. that yeah. Anyway, not to worry.
0: So I, I thought the passage of time could have been. <laughs> yeah. All, all it would need was a little bit of just a little super down the bottom. I think it would have been fine.
1: Yep.
0: But yeah, on on the whole, I thought it was enjoyable, not if not spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see the the post credits thing, but it, it is mm. it is setting it up to be you know a franchise as every fucking movie now. Yeah. Yeah. Now is some of the the effects, some of the CG stuff with the alien, the uh, the balls of death. I don't know what else you'd call them. Yeah, yeah. They seem to be a little bit too. Oh, look, we can do transformery stuff too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they made no sense as a. This is something that has bothered me about lots of alien invasion style movies and whatnot. Is that are we then to they seem to have just that the right sort of uh, technology, the right sort of weapon that can defeat us every time without but without sort of no rhyme nor reason those those spinny things really that can just chew through metal
0: so why why bother firing missiles
1: absolutely they just served no purpose other yeah. than just to be oh look here we go it started to get that way a little bit in Terminator Salvation I thought that they started to have it started to look a little bit like oh they've just created these things you know well actually the correction they did they did create them specifically to kill humans but at least they they had the decency to sort of say, "Okay, we'll we'll have these are the old technology. This is the and constantly improving its technology." So,
0: so there was a reason for. Yeah,
1: but these these just they they served no purpose other than just to cause a little bit of drama mm. at the end. I like the fact that there were two different types of aliens. Yeah. um, but that was yeah the
0: the, the brutes and the. Yep. But it looked like Master Chief.
1: A little bit. Oh, I thought I I was getting um, images of the Protoss from Starcraft series. Yeah. That's where I was going with it, but um, yeah, it's it's just yeah. dumb fun movie.
0: Yeah, uh, I give it two stars. Yep, I thought it was it was enjoyable, but yeah, it's Independence Day too. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was never going to be. But I will say that in its defence, the difference between a Peter Berg, and a Michael Bay, or a,
1: Roland Ind- Emmerich for Band Independence Day, yep.
0: did really it was quite apparent that this was a director that could do serious stuff. Yeah. The, things that I liked, the, the, there was no tacky romantic subplot. Like, Taylor mm-hmm. Kitsch didn't suddenly decide he was going to fuck Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. yeah. The, that, that was all fairly yeah. clear. There were a couple of things that you knew was going to happen mm-hmm. from the very start. You know, when you see the the big old black soldier who yep. said, I've lo- I'm a soldier, that's all I know, and now I've lost my will to do anything. Yeah. You know he was going to come through and save yep. the chick. There was, There were things that were that were obvious yep. but I don't think the movie really suffered overly because of it and I thought Rihanna was quite good Yeah. Um, I don't think she was as effortless on screen as Lenny Kravitz as we talked about last yep. week yep. I don't think she's quite there with one of my favourite music artists being in a movie for no reason but doing a really good job was Andre Benjamin in Be Cool yes I thought he was phenomenal he yep. was so easy to watch Lenny Kravitz was very easy to watch. Rihanna didn't embarrass herself.
1: No, not. Uh, at all.
0: You, know, you know, it was no glimmer.
1: <laughs> Glitter.
0: Glitter. Yeah. But yeah. She she was it didn't have to be her. She her being her didn't add anything to the movie. Yep. But no. A solid two stars. I'll probably see a sequel if there is one.
1: Oh for sure. I'll probably even watch this on Blu-ray when yep. it comes out. Yeah. Wanting. Needing. Justify
0: my love. 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 Praying for you to justify my love. Alright. I'm going to to stretch the rule a little bit. Okay. With uh with my pick this week.
1: Well it is our podcast. It is
0: our podcast, so suck a dick. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) What
0: I wanted to do is Actually, three films. Now, okay. Now, not not in in, in, a, in, a, in an official trilogy sense, yeah. but three films which I feel are a spiritual trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the concern look on his
1: face. <laughs> you are, talking, of course, talking about Star Wars 1, 2, 3.
0: Yes, yes. I'm talking, of course, about Nicolas Cage's action trifecta. Face-off, Conair... And The Rock Because <laughs> each of these individually <clears throat> Could be their own Could qualify yep. as their own As their own justifier Well
1: very gestalt isn't it Yeah very?
0: And But I, I figured just Whack them all together Because it's kind of The same Yeah And what they've each got Is A fantastic cast <laughs> Around Nick Cage Now Nick Cage is a crazy bastard And we love him for it Yep the fact that he can act, yeah, when for whatever reason he chooses to, I mean, leaving Las Vegas mm-hmm. was was some stunning work. He's done a lot of really good. Oh, adaptation. Ad- adaptation. Yep. Adaptation was just was just phenomenal.
1: Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Can't uh, <laughs> can't comment on that
0: one. Uh, raising Arizona. Yep. You know. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The, guy, the guy's got some game.
1: Lord of War is actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm.
0: But then he goes and makes movies like this. Mm. <clears throat> he goes and makes, you know, fucking Wicker Man. Yep. Ghost Rider. Yeah. So. so One I, and two. One and two. The, these three movies are just so over the top, ridiculous films. Mm-hmm. You can't help but enjoy yourself watching them. Even though you know they're terrible. Yep. It's going to the going to the show, yeah. you know, buying fairy floss. You know it's just pink sugar. You know you're gonna be pissing pink and you're possibly gonna give yourself diabetes. But you just don't care. You just don't care. I mean, let's start with the rock. You know, you've got Nicolas Cage being he guys some absolutely wonderful batshit <laughs> scenes. Paper of plastic, paper of plastic. Just the kind of crap.
1: The moment he, you don't respect this, it kills you.
0: I, just so bad. But you flip that over with, you know, Connery. Mm. Uh, the greatest Connery line of all time. <laughs> You're bashed. Losers always <laughs> whine about they're bashed. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. How? that movie is worth watching for that alone yeah, yeah I mean you've got Ed Harris who is spectacular in just about everything he well, does well he's
1: so earnest in that movie though like he really wants you to believe that he wants you to believe in that material
0: yeah it's just so terrible it is uh, David Morse yeah. who I think is very underrated I like David Morse yeah. a lot the late great John Spencer mm-hmm. of course from the, the West Wing so you've got great people yeah and Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, yes. Conair, yeah. Oh. Got John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus, it's chewing the fuck out of scenery. Yeah, you've got John Cusack. I love John Cusack. Yeah, you know John Cusack, good friend of the show, loving to pieces. Yeah, you know it's, it's Steve Buscemi in one of my <clears throat> favorite Steve Buscemi roles. You know, I, I drove through. Three states wearing her head as a hat. I mean, you've just got absolute nuttiness.
1: I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Defined Irony. <laughs> a group of idiots on a plane singing to a band who died in a plane crash. Words to that effect.
0: Words to that effect. Danny Trejo is a joy to watch <sighs> in anything. If they knew, they'd call me Johnny 1000. <laughs> Some shit like that. Yeah. These great people. And Nicolas Cage. Cage
1: with the long with the mullet. <laughs> that oh my
0: god, that mullet and the worst accent I yeah. have ever heard. Should have put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. uh, and, and to round it off,
0: yeah, face
1: off, face off,
0: face off. <laughs> <laughs> John Travolta. Yeah. I mean, there isn't there isn't a whole lot of star power in this movie aside from Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. With the possible exception of the director, I mean John Woo. John Woo was this is one of his you know one of his few Hollywood films mm-hmm. um, that I think started well and sort of got yeah you know, gradually worse. But yeah, it's again just a a really terrible movie that mm-hmm. you just can't help but watch. Yeah, it's you know, and I've got to say Nick does a good job. They both do. Nick does a good job. Playing Travolta. Yeah. And Travolta does a good job playing Nick.
1: Yeah. But look, standout lines from that movie has to be, if I wanted to send you flowers, no, 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 wait, wait. if I were to let you suck my tongue, would you be grateful? Peach.
0: (laughs) I I could could eat eat a peach peach for hours. hours. So yeah, three terrible movies. Yeah. That sort of just came out in a clump. Yeah. I think this was Nick Cage trying to justify that he could be Superman. Mm-hmm. Thank fuck, he was never Superman. No, no, no. no. Look, The I, Rock, yeah, Con Air. I think I own at least two of these movies. You own all
1: three. I saw them in your DVD I'm collection. Sure i in head. the box. Yeah,
0: Harky, if you're listening, still never bought Ghost Rider. No, ah, oh, well,
1: who would buy Ghost Rider? Even for twenty bucks. Fuck, uh, can't do it.
0: Can't do it. But that's mine. Look, it's, I. I gotta say.
1: A lot more hetero than last week. (laughs) Look, now with 110% more heterosexuality (laughs) than the pirate movie. I can't disagree. I'm going to pull what you did with Tango and Cash. I can't disagree. They're awful, awful, awful movies. Yet I've been guilty of... In fact, I think I just recently watched The Rock. And it really is such a silly, silly movie. But yeah, yeah. Every you're right about them. Surrounded by the actors who desperately want to believe in the movie, Ed Harris desperately wants you to believe in his mission. Michael Bean, as the leader of the Navy SEALs, ill-fated Navy SEALs, desperately wants you to believe in. Uh, John Cusack wants you to believe that that. Uh, no, nah, yeah. fuck it. Uh, anyway, so be it. You, look, I can't. Yeah, I can't shit on them. I want to. I really want to <laughs> shit on them, but I can't because I like them as well. All right. The year is nineteen eighty-eight, and we have a uh, a science fiction action film directed by Paul W S Anderson, who has who had just brought us Event Horizon, who was uh, yet to bring us Resident Evil. And through no fault of my own, there may be a recurring theme for my justifiers. <laughs> Because this film does star, of course, Kurt Russell. I'm talking, of course, about Soldier, a little known box office tragedy. Um, It was made for 60 million, it made 14. Uh, (laughs) I think it did worse than Tango and Cash. An alleged spiritual sidestep of Blade Runner, written by the same guy who did the screenplay. It's got Jason Isaacs in it, going over the top. We love Jason Isaac. Uh Sean Pertwee. Uh, we've got the very lovely, the exceptionally lovely Connie Nelson in this one. I just really like this movie. Kurt Russell plays a genetically modified. Well, he's not. not he, no, sorry, he's not genetically modified, but he's trained from birth super soldier, and they're being superseded by. The the new and improved bioengineered sort of genetically modified super soldier played in this instance uh, the character is is Todd played by Jason Scott Lee who basically was Mowgli or Mogwai or Mowgli in Jungle Book and played Bruce Lee in the Dragon the Bruce Lee story which basically the only resemblance to that movie and true life is there was somebody called Bruce Lee. It's it's an old meets the new. It's you can't help but root for Kurt Russell. He gets basically shafted to this race disposal planet, and then for reasons that that really aren't overly clear, for some reason the super soldier planet, the ship arrives and, and the soldier steps up. Todd sorry Todd was the uh, is Todd, Kurt Russell's character's name. Kane is the bad guy, and it just. It just doesn't really get much better than that. One man against the elements, one man against the, the the soldiers, and then, of course, the big fight at the end. I just really, really like this movie. <laughs> I've watched it quite a few times. It's just fucking terrible. It's got some great references to others' works. It's It was basically, it's got a 10% approval on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, it's, it's just fucking awful. Yeah no, I look I like Russell Kurt Russell, I really pretty much like him in anything. Yeah. Um, and I am not embarrassed to say that I do have this on DVD, Soldier, I love it. Soldier. Yeah.
0: I remember seeing it. Yeah. And I remember actually thinking I'd read a review (laughs) in Empire or something or somewhere. I mean it's it's an old movie, so I like an Empire or some magazine that I read that said that this was one of Kurt Russell's best films because he barely talks. <laughs> now, that was probably a bit unfair. Um, because we do like... We do like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Russell... But yeah, it's... It's a big act. It's a silly act. Big act. It's a very film. dumb movie. Um, again, it's got some cast in it. Yep. I'm just, just flipping through the IMDb. I mean, fucking Gary Boosie.
1: Gary Boosie. Crazy Gary Boosie. Before he was completely crazy. Yeah,
0: back when he was only vaguely fucking Vaguely batshy. crazy, yeah, yeah. Michael Chiklis.
1: Yeah, yeah, smaller Big, role Big of Michael himself.
0: Chiklis. So there's some there's some decent people in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, also a, a whole lot of unknowns because mm-hmm. this is a Kurt Russell film, and Kurt Russell doesn't when he doesn't have to, he doesn't share
1: no. limelight. No,
0: but yeah, I don't know that I can agree with you on this one. <laughs> um,
1: it's only fair. Yeah,
0: yeah, I got I got nothing else. To, yeah, look, I, got, I got really nothing else to. Uh, to say, I see where you're coming from, yep. but can't, uh, can't agree with it. I'm sorry, it's just a, <laughs> just a fairly ordinary thing.
1: <laughs> it is, it is. It's just shit. Yeah. Talking
0: yep. about Kurt Russell, he he's apparently in the upcoming Django Unchained, which we've talked about in our, yes. in our, in our most um, anticipated movie, of which the poster, the teaser poster has been released. Oh, Have you seen
1: this? No, I'm searching now. Um,
0: which we will put up on the website. 'Cause it is a very, very cool poster. Oh
1: uh,
0: that's the sound of, of Woody looking at the poster. Oh
1: uh, yeah, I like it because it's just it just makes you want to go out and watch it. Yeah. It's like the the poster for Kill Bill. It just made you wanna yeah. yeah Inglorious bastards yeah. as well. Anyway. Interesting.
0: It doesn't even say anything about it doesn't have the title of the film in it. No it just says the new film by Quentin Tarantino Yeah. Christmas. All right.
1: Well, that brings us to a
0: that brings us sort of pretty much to the to the end. We've we've actually yeah. been a really tight little podcast.
1: Well I did I did kinda I I did listen back to our I mean for quality control purposes, mm-hmm. naturally we listen back. And I did kinda waffle a little bit about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um and I I brought out a Perler. I'm not necessarily apologizing because no apologies. That's no the, we're unapologetic. We're here to inform and entertain. But apparently I did notice that I kind of mentioned the thing such along, as along the lines of there's more exposition in the book and I think I said that about nine times and whatnot. I guess what I was trying to get at is... Because there was more ex, ex, exposition, <laughs> in the book. exposition in the book. <laughs> what I was trying to get at and it took me like nine hours to get to was that if you'd read the book, you won't be disappointed by the series mm. as as evidenced by Episode 2, Game yeah. of Thrones. So, like, anyway, yeah. I for those who thought mm. I waffled on. Yeah.
0: Um, I would also like to make a, a technical apology. Yeah. For those of you... Our very, very best people in the world who have subscribed on iTunes Mm you might have noticed that some of the files have been changing names, one or two of the files have been disappearing. Our web monkeys are still getting the hang of RSS feeds. So we think pretty much got the hang of it now, but this isn't something that we've done before. So things like that are going to happen. Thank you for subscribing. Yes. We love you for it. Please do. Please um,
1: continue to and please leave comments and, and reviews. Yeah, it really means a lot to us. Let's us know yeah. that we're on the right track. Yeah.
0: Contact details, the Twitter, ACOP Nate.
1: ACOP Woody.
0: Hit us up, ask us a question on the website, a couple of pricks.com.
1: With pricks at a couple of pricks.com. That's if you, it. That's and if you've got of course if you do have a problem, a complaint or a critique a complaint about the show, then, uh, the, 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 web, the email address, go fuck yourself at a com is operational. It's operational. We do check it occasionally. Yes. But, so that's, uh, yeah, that's ours. Well, uh, we're, we're coming back loud and strong next week with uh, a review from, we should, talk, we should well, tease the new yeah, show. Tease,
0: tease the show. <laughs> um, this Friday we yep. are seeing Jay and Silent Bob. Get old. The, uh, this, it was the first podcast I ever listened to. Yep. Um, and it's it's one of the things that you know that led to hollywood babylon which led to this
1: yeah absolutely um which we would love to say that we we will bring you an exclusive with kevin smith but um the question
0: has been asked unsurprisingly has yeah. not been answered yeah
1: <laughs> but uh who knows who knows we might even be able to just we might even be able to tease a little bit of audio from the show, or we might go, you know what? Fuck it. We paid for a ticket, and we're going to sit and enjoy it. So yeah. suck our it's dicks. Like so yeah, and stay tuned for that the review next week. And yeah. other than that,
0: yeah, signing off.
1: I've okay. and I've been Woody, and, and we're, we're, we're and we're a couple of. Oh, I fucking, I knew I'd fuck that up.